0: Hey, brother. Yeah, good to be here with you and with all of you. Happy
1: 2020. Already, big changes, too. It's the first What the Truck of 2020. Yeah. Ron Rivera, he's out out with the Skins. Oh, he's in with the Skins. He's he's in. Jason Garrett, he's out with the Cowboys. Titans are headed to New England. I move from there, come down here, and look at the luck that I brought. That culture of winning right down here in Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And... uh, you know and then uh, the more things change the more they stay the same we have more conflict in the Middle
0: East. I think that about sums it up so far for this new year, you know. Yeah. Uh, also um cats looks like a terrible movie mm-hmm. and uh Tesla shares are riding high. Yeah, well. Yeah. I kind of want to see ca- I've heard it's so bad that it's worth seeing.
1: Like I like a good B movie like Troll 2 and and films like that so I mean, I think I've I, I think for you streaming. prefer a B movie. No, I do. I do. I think that it's better than like a middle of the road movie. I'd rather it be like really terrible or really good.
0: Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Well, go Titan. Yes. And also, I I
1: have I have some Tesla stock, so I think that might pay for my Cybertruck by twenty twenty one. Yeah, it'll I got it around go, two hundred. It'll have
0: stuff. to go way up. Yeah. Well, no, it's already gone. It's already up almost like hundred percent
1: from when I got it. So
0: my goodness. I'm feeling good about that one. Good timing. Uh, what else did you? So today's theme is good
1: news, bad news, right? Yeah, that's- it's like the yin and yang of life and supply chain and all those kind of things. We've got a fun new segment. Yeah, that'll be a, yeah. that'll be on the show. So, do you have like a holiday theme? Good news, bad news, though. Like, what's something good but also bad at the same time?
0: Well, like uh, you know, you 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 take all the stuff out, uh, all the Christmas trees, all the all the things that you hang with care, yeah. and then around this time you have to put it all back, and that is a bummer.
1: Yeah, I, although at like I am ready to have my tree down. Like I, I was sick of looking well, at yeah. it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy but if you think about it. It's a it lot too. of work,
0: and then you just you're just putting things back up.
1: Like children are wonderful at pointing out the uh, just the, the bizarreness of humans and adults. They're like, why do you like you take this tree from inside and you put it in your house? And yeah. I mean, it's cool and it's <laughs> fun, but there's like I don't know. It's funny, like the bat, like the, the the boundaries and the logic we put together.
0: Right, yeah. yeah. That's no accounting for tradition. All right.
1: Well, you know what we got to do? We have a whole new sponsor, whole new year, a whole new sponsor. And this time, this time it's our lovely friends at DHL Supply Chain. You probably see their bug right there. Well, this episode is brought to you by DHL Supply Chain, the world's leading logistics company. DHL Supply Chain's team of experts simplify the complex and work with you to find solutions to your biggest transportation challenges. Yes! Chad, learn how DHL can help your business. And you guys out there, learn how DHL can help your business. Logistics.dhl.com. Do it.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, a lot of headlines. What happened here, though? The big one was the outages was that hit the PeopleNet electronic logging devices. So there's some drivers out there contending with this. And uh, What is going on? Well, remember the Y2K? <laughs> very fitting that, like, the trucking industry 20 years later would have, yeah. like, a Y2K bug. Uh, heard it, right? I mean, very I apropos. I guess so. Well, drivers using the PeopleNet electronic logging devices are reporting a higher-than-usual number of outages, along with sluggish login times and other system malfunctions. They'll log in, and uh, the ELD just thought that uh, it wants to think the whole time. It just what, thought <laughs> it just, thought just, thought just it wants, wants to think. think the whole time. Wow, yeah, that's an interesting that's quote, what, uh... From Tom Cool from Lake Minnesota, he's cool. He, was, he said it just thinks. It I wants think a he's thing. getting
0: the wheel of death. Oh, okay, you know? that's what he's yeah. trying to say. That, it probably
1: just, makes more sense if you're talking to him and he said that statement. He's probably right. doing that hand thing. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was it was a quote. Right. <laughs> okay. <It> was- yeah. <laughs> it, it <laughs> yeah. lied me. Oh well, uh, some reports suggest that the problems with PeopleNet may have increased just after the December sixteenth deadline that required drivers using automatic onboard. Recording devices to convert to ELDs, sluggish wait times could point to problems with the server, which might be overloaded as a result of the ELD mandate, you know, so, um, Michael uh, Van- Vanest- Van- Vanestecine, and over-the-road driver uh, at Wisconsin-based Eklund Logistics, said in a Facebook post that the company's PeopleNet system went down December 31st. He speculated that the ELD malfunctioned because the computer system did not recognize the calendar year of 2020, as you were just saying, Dooner, although there is no evidence to suggest that is the case. It's a developing story. What is happening with the People Net? Check back for updates on the Freight Wave site. Well, here's a developing story.
1: We're not live on LinkedIn, I don't think. So let's check with Harrison really quick to see what's going on with that. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, hold on. Harrison. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I don't know why I didn't. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. The show must
1: go on. The show on. must go on. I guess we're only on Facebook. So shout out to the Facebook people out there for, yeah. uh, for hey, bearing with us during that really quick. In. All right, well, what's
0: going on with the uh, the oil market? Uh, the oil market surge in the wake of the Iran killing, i.e. the scenarios going forward. Benchmark crude oil prices were up roughly 4% overnight and into Friday. That's today on international markets in reaction to the U.S. airstrike that killed Qasem Soleimani, the leader of the Iranian Quds Force. What is there for the oil market to be concerned about? Mm. Well, it's understandable that in the era of Twitter and other social media, there would be many scenarios flying as to why the price of oil would climb. One part of the equation is that when tensions rise in the Middle East, oil goes up. But in the case of any Iranian-U.S. conflict set off by the killing of Soleimani, there are other scenarios that could have an impact on oil supplies, Dooner. One area that is less
1: significant than in the past in the possible loss of Iranian production due to the reimposition of U.S. economic sanctions that have greatly hindered the sale of Iranian oil in the U.S. market. Iranian production has dropped to more than point uh, eight million, million
0: barrels per day.
1: Oh, it says we're having we're still having technical difficulties. We're having minor technical difficulties.
0: That's okay. And and in the you know in the middle of uh, twenty nineteen to two point one five million barrels per day at present.
1: Yeah, well, does Donald Trump does Donald Trump want higher oil prices going into a re-election campaign? Presidents always get blamed for, high, for higher oil prices, Chad. Just ask Jimmy Carter.
0: Oh, Jimmy Carter. That was a little bit of a low blow. But no, I mean, it's true, right? Yeah, here's another one. Carriers advise to update drug test practices
1: after rule change. In addition to preparing for a jump in costs for drug testing, their drivers, carriers should also... Be ensuring that their drug testing policies and procedures have been updated to reflect the doubling of random drug testing rates. According to compliance consultant JJ Culler, the the random drug testing increase from 25% to 50% of the average number of carriers' drivers was made public by the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration on December 26th. The agency admitted that doubling the rate The rate would cost the trucking industry an additional $50 million to $70 million for the calendar
0: year of 2020. The FMCSA is required by statute to increase the random drug testing rate to 50% if the estimated drug usage rate within the industry based on random test sampling equals or exceeds 1%. Data collected in 2018 estimated that rate at 1%, which triggered the increase in random testing for 2020, While the agency did not provide a reason for the increase in drug use, Close said it's reasonable to deduce that the addition by the U.S. Department of Transportation of four semi-synthetic opioids, oxycodone, oxymorphone, hydrocodone, and hydromorphone, to its federal drug testing program in 2018 could be a major factor.
1: Another could be the increase in states legalizing the medical or recreational use of marijuana. We've talked about that one before. Yeah. As uh, it becomes more and more, of a, I mean, it's still not a federal law, but once it becomes more and more wide open among states, it's really going to call into question this drug and alcohol clearinghouse and some of this, the testing policies and procedures that are in place. A lot of guys going to get clipped on that one. Quest Diagnostics, which analyzes uh, drug testing results, found that tests showed showing positive for marijuana and transportation awareness industries increased 53.3% between 2015 and 2018, among the highest of the different industry sectors. So, again, a lot more guys getting clipped. When you do that marijuana chat, it stays in you a lot longer than yeah. some of those things like the hydrocodone or these other Which ones. Which are a lot more for. dangerous. They could
0: be. They could be. Yeah, yeah that's what I would say. Uh, J.B. Hunt acquires RDI Last Mile, uh, continuing to scale its final mile division. J.B. Hunt announced that its subsidiary, J.B. Hunt Transport, acquired final mile mile provider RDI Last Mile Co. Terms of the deal that were closed uh, December 31st, they were not disclosed. Uh, But J.B. Hunt said that the acquisition was funded using its revolving credit facility. Wow. Well, with annual revenue of
1: $35 million, Southeast in Massachusetts, I know the area, based RDI, provides home delivery of large, bulky products, primarily through the Northeast. The company uses contract carriers for the home delivery of furniture, appliances, and other merchandise from many major brands and retailers. The company was founded in 1987. Millennial.
0: Yeah, RDI is J.B. Hunt's third final mile acquisition since 2017. The company acquired New Jersey-based Corey first choice home delivery for 100 million dollars in 2019 and Houston-based special Logistics dedicated in 2017 for 136 million that's our headlines yeah time to get to some learning let's uh let, let's figure some things out there's a
1: whole new series that was launched over the holiday season I don't know if you guys were paying attention but we have a little thing of a, a 101. <laughs> You're about to learn a lesson in a rapid succession. It's straight Waves. 101. It's straight Waves.
0: 101. Freight Waves. 101.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so trucking, there, there's a bunch on there. One of them is what are trucking you know, we've rates. We've
0: got like a whole new series yeah. of, of articles on the site that kind of are getting us back to some basics. Back to square one. You know, it's funny because when you grow as a company, we've been around for like three years and. You as
1: writers almost grow with it. So after three yeah. years, you get so advanced in what you're writing about. It's almost like you don't think to go backwards and write those those 101 articles, those introductory things you may have done at the beginning. Well, we reflected yeah. upon that. Craig Fuller, our CEO, did especially. And he's just put pen to paper with the FreightWave staff and we have a ton of great articles. What are trucking rates? What is an ELD? What does final mile even mean? Uh, how much weight can a big rig carry?
0: If a big rig could carry big, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what is inner uh, rail intermodal? Uh, what is you know ocean ocean rates? Uh, so many different uh, different things. Kind of getting back to basics. It's not even that necessarily the writers advance. It's that you know we get used to you know as the freight waves insiders we get used to talking to each other in the language. And sometimes it's just nice and clarifying to be able to say, look, this is what we're talking about in the first place. One of the ones that we wanted to highlight uh, is the, you know, why is driver turnover in trucking so high, Dooner? Well, yeah, and and And, there's a
1: bunch of different reasons behind it. I mean, this is a very popular article, but... That particular one keyed in on four things. What was the first one that struck you from it, though?
0: Well, one of the reasons why it's tough to be an over the road truck driver is because humans are social animals. Mm. We we like the interaction and the connection with each other, and you know we don't necessarily realize that like how how long we're going to be uh, you're going to be away. You're going to be away from home, not interacting. It's solitary. I mean, think about any time that you take a. Uh, an eight hour road trip don't yeah. you feel like you just went a really long way just eight hours i mean think i mean these are like they're going across the country in a lot of cases
1: do you like to go with a companion when you go across country or do you like to go alone
0: um you know i've done both you, the thing about going alone yeah you play your own tunes you know you go your own pace nobody's telling you to do anything but i mean it's you don't have to worry about making conversation but with the right person i think i like i like a mate
1: you like a mate? Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I don't know, if like, all year long. So some people do tandem driving. Some of you guys are, yeah. are team drivers out there, and some couples do it. Do you think you and your wife could uh would make it through a year no. of doing that? No. It would end up like, uh, like Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Oh, man. I mean, Have you she, seen that one? Yet? I
0: can't pull out of the driveway without getting, like, two or three things, you know, pinged on my drive. I'm like... Oh. Can I can I get going? Oh, your wife is already yeah. giving you stuff? Yeah. I like, give, I'm more of the
1: one who gives my, like, I give my wife the crap in, in my oh, family, kind of. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Sometimes well, maybe like, she deserves it.
1: No, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. But have you seen Marriage Story with Scarlett Johansson Adam Driver?
0: I started it, and then I was like, I don't know if I want to see where this is going.
1: Yeah, this It's is- one of those, like, if you ever took acting class in, like, college or something, it's yeah. very, like, class theater. Like, a lot of people are saying the the acting was fantastic, but to me, it just reminded me of, like... When
0: actors and actresses really want to choose. They're both so versatile. I guess they're amazing
1: actors. He was better as Kylo Ren. Uh, The other one was economics. So the majority of long haul professional truck drivers, right, are are paid on a per mile basis, which remains the main freight, freight pricing mechanism. But it means that pay isn't always stable. Right. So people go in, they're having a great time. They go in a very good year, maybe 20. Like, remember we had Anthony's cousin in here. And he was like, I was making two eighty a mile,
0: right? Two eighty a mile. Well, one of the one of the flaws in getting paid that way that I've always thought is is um, you're not getting paid when you're in detention. Yeah, you're not getting paid for a whole bunch of things that you're just getting paid for driving those miles. It just doesn't seem uh, super fair. Of course, we've explored with our with our research and writing too what guaranteed pay. I I know a lot of carriers have have explored this too to, to retain their drivers. Guaranteed pay, um, salary based models. I don't know. I don't know the success to which they they are working or not.
1: Amazon pays per weight on some deliveries too. That was uh, we had a caller on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Channel One Forty Six, three to five p.m. on Saturdays who was talking about uh, how they were. It was the first time he'd heard of that. People being paid per delivery on weight, which is uh, yeah. Usually we, we hear like a CPL, like cost per mile, kind of a. Kind of a basis that truckers go on, but we also heard that 800 trucking companies went into business last year. Now most of those were just smaller owner operators. Guys like Anthony's uh, cousin, yeah. who comes in the business, he's one year he's making 280, the next year he's making a dollar sixty a mile. He he no one he he's the one who makes the money. So if he's in tension, he's not getting paid. He's not getting paid by a boss, and you can't change. The rate structure when you're an owner-operator, right? You're and it's hard to company.
0: budget. It's hard to budget for that, right? You're going to get a whole lot one month. You're going to have a lot less, and you don't know how to anticipate that. That can be stressful on the family, not to mention we already being away from the family. And then, of course, there's health. Yeah. Like Besides like just the fact that you're sedentary for, for long periods at a time, you also just don't have good uh, options for what you're going to eat, right? Mm. I mean, unless you were really intentional about it, um, unless they were – you know, taking their their almond yogurt dooner that you, that you really favor, mm-hmm. their, their cosmic yes. cosmic crisp apples that could last for a year. Um, unless they were doing that, you know. You I mean, think about it. You get hungry and you see that McDonald's on the side, and you just you start yearning for that sausage and egg cheese biscuit.
1: Mm. Anyway, it, it starts to add up. Sixty five percent of drivers smoke too, and then uh, there is expectation versus realities. Truck drivers always been at an occupation that provides a. Worker the opportunity to earn above average pay. But I think that sometimes you're reading those stories. Remember all those articles that were coming out in 2018? I read tons and tons of them from every site that was like, oh, $10,000, 15000 20000 bonus for truckers. Truckers are oh, making yeah. 100000 a $110,000 to drive. And then you go, and the reality is most of them really aren't making that much. And I think people jump into that field, and then they realize that, uh, you know, as Bose usually says, the juice ain't worth a squeeze for them. They're away from their family too long. They got bad health.
0: They got, uh, you know, their their knees are hurting. I think one of the measurements, too, of, like, how they were measuring the retention was, like, if it was less than 180 days that that the people were leaving after just signing up, that, that, that counts as short-term. That's 85% of the over-the-road truckers. So it really does say that be their expectations versus the reality, plus all the regulations that you suddenly have, it's not this life of, like... The the king of the road, yeah. You know, like you're you're it's heavily regulated and controlled now.
1: Well, look out for that one hundred and one series on FreightWaves.com.
0: Exciting yeah. stuff. Do we have uh, Zach Strickland in next? Yes, Strickland business. Let's bring on the man. That does the, not look like Zach Strickland. It looks like Ken. Smith. There he is. There's Zach Strickland. Ken, you're you on are on at one twenty four, sir. Yeah, we're we running. There he is. Oh, he said he's just
1: helping you. Uh, helping you get in. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you! Wow, what welcome! A, what a what a guy! Welcome back! Thanks for being here, Strickland. First twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> new new the me, oldie. Cutting the his Friday zero. lunch a little short.
1: <laughs> the burnt orange.
0: Yeah.
2: Closest I could get to the Tennessee color. Yeah, they yeah. pulled it off at the end, didn't they? Yep. All right, Strickland
1: wow. business. How was your uh, due here? It was uh, very quiet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not not a lot uh, not a lot going on. Uh, I sh- I shut the kids off. Yeah. And um, me and the missus had a uh, quiet little evening out. Oh. Well, how oh, nice. Are yeah. they back
0: or? No, they're coming oh. back. Oh. They're Could coming back date tomorrow. your wife. Yeah. Man. <laughs> good times. Thanks for cutting your lunch a little short here. I know it's Friday and you like to, uh, you know, have a long lunch. Or later lunch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> um So you're here and, you know, it's that time of the year, Zach, the cyclical cycle. Oh, man. It's seems- great. It's, it's The market's booming. Uh,
2: everybody's shipping more than they ever have before. It's, <laughs> is there a sarcasm button? Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you know there could be. Uh, yeah. I don't have one we yet. Could give him
0: some applause. Yeah. Um, no,
2: no, it's um, it's it's that you know. I think we we had an on the spot show this morning with Kevin Hill, and we were both joking about how it's like. Uh, normally, it's where everybody busts out their card games. You get your best meme creations of the year. Yeah, um, there's just not a lot going on.
0: And so this is the time of the year where you are put to the test because you have to come up with something to talk about. Every day. <laughs> in the market.
1: So what did you guys talk about on the spot? What is going on in the spot market? What, are, what's, uh, what do people have to look forward to other than being bored? Well,
2: it is interesting to see year over year, like, where do we stand this year? I mean, and I think the one uh, topic that is the most interesting in terms of like the cycle of the market itself, it appears to be moving a different direction. Like last year, it was like all down. And yeah. It just it just kept sliding. And you could see that in the long run trends. Well, this year we've actually seen, you know, it's moving slightly up in terms of spot market rates and volumes. Like we're year over year, we're looking pretty good in terms of volume. Uh again, that not addressing the oversupplied side of the the equation, but it does look like there is a directional shift and there's all these little um uh, you know, supply side correction events that we're waiting on to see if they really, you know, do any significant reduction to, to capacity in the market. And that's like the the drug and alcohol clearinghouse, yeah. you know, IMO 2020, um, insurance costs going through the roof. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the ELD finally uh, hard mandate fully in, in there. Does uh, the
0: Chinese New Year, uh, when does, does that take place? When does that take place this year? Earlier, right? Yeah, it's in January this year. It's Crazy. at the very end of January. Okay. That does not have the impact
2: to freight in terms of like in the winter as much as it does in the later part, like in in March uh, and whatnot, when things kind of back up at the ports yeah, uh, because they come back online. And then that's also when you see seasonal increases in all the freight.
1: Yeah, this this causes like surcharges in ocean freight, but for uh, trekking guys out there. Yeah, it's more about it's like a month later because yeah. they, they actually get the ripple effects, the exactly. repercussions that that hit them there. What are some of the other correction events? I mean, we saw this big thing that's going on in Iran and suddenly like we're in 2020. I mean, conflict in the Middle East is nothing new. It seems like it, we've been doing that for two decades. Well, we've been doing that for a lot longer yeah. than two decades, but especially since 9-11, where there's always been something going on in the Middle East. Does that have any impact whatsoever? Is that going to touch our shores in terms of the freight market?
2: I, I mean, in, in terms of the oil, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that, and also the timing of it, I think, is what's crucial. I think John Kingston has even talked about how they are seeing some, you know, undercurrents of increasing prices in oil, which will tr- eventually trickle into diesel yeah, and, and things like that. And, I, you know, something that always kind of drove me crazy as a pricing guy, as the salespeople would tell me, uh, customers don't care about fuel surcharge. They don't care about the fuel. And I'm like, well, they should because that's part of what they're paying for. Yeah. Like, as much as 25% at times. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a significant cost. So, for them to think that this... I mean, there's a reason that carriers break out fuel surcharges into separate things because they're so volatile.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I think... And then the, a lot of brokers will put it at, like, regardless of what the market is, they'll always put, like, a 28% fuel surcharge yeah. on an invoice. and. A lot of shippers don't even battle it or fight it. No. They just accept it when I always I always found that funny. There's so many like little things when you start working for a broker that you, like the shakedowns that you right. notice.
2: Yeah. No. And it's and they just they, they don't seem it's almost like a side note. It's like, oh, I'll just accept that. But you give me that base rate. And it's yeah. like, but they ignore the fact. And I did this as a pricing guy. I I take the fuel cost into account at that time to make the rate. I'll add or take away depending on what I feel like I can in terms of setting that price. But overall, I need to make sure that we make money. And yeah. if I think that fuel is going to be super volatile next year, I'm going to put that into the rate somehow.
0: Are we still seeing some uh, hangover effects? Any any lasting effects of the holiday season? I think this is maybe the day where there's the most return reverse logistics. I don't know how much any of this plays into the I, – I know that we ended strong – and while things do slow down, I think there's a lot of optimi- a market optimism about where we're headed this year.
2: Yeah, there 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 is a little bit more optimism this year. Versus, I don't think we're going to see anything like we saw 2017 to 18 type volatility, but there is reason to think that things are moving in a different direction. Now, the returns and things like that, they really, you know, reverse logistics does not have the impact to truckload because returns take their sweet time getting back to where they came from, whereas uh-huh. the... The stuff that's moving into the stores has a sense of urgency about it. So the returns will actually sit in a warehouse. You know, they'll LTL it back or have somebody in a box truck pick that up, put it into a storage facility for God knows how long, and then all at once they'll be like, oh, we need to clear out this warehouse. So it just doesn't have... It doesn't have the same effect on freight as you would expect it. To. Interesting. Cool. You guys back yeah. with Freightonomics next week? Next week, uh, yeah, two o'clock next Wednesday.
1: All uh,
0: right, perfect. Yeah. Th- thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks
1: for coming oh, on, Zach. Zach Strickland, the Sultan of Sonar. Take it easy. See ya. Yeah. send Ken Smith in here. We got to talk about. Oh. Uh oh. Ransomware. How destroyed? did that
0: even happen? Zach has <laughs> left the took building. It, took it with. It, yeah.
1: Just m- makes a scene. It's like a grunge rocker just smashing things on his way out. I think right. um, Ken Smith. Come on, buddy. Here we go. Ken Smith. He's got his umbrella with him. He was early when he had to be here, and then late when we needed him.
3: Safety, Sammy. Here <laughs> he is. Safety, Safety no, I know better than to be late when the two of you are on the show.
0: <laughs> show. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. So we're it's about to we get off, off the, the, block. blockchain. Yeah. There he goes, the blockchain. go, the sir. Blockchain. The blockchain. Blockchain. Let's make it. Let's make it. Yeah. Are you crying?
1: Dude, like, love songs make you... <laughs> <laughs> <Love> songs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, there's a lot going on. Like, um, you know, for instance, even leading up to the show, I, I was getting that two-factor, that two... Fact, Factor the, the authentication, authentication yeah. and I couldn't get in to check out my script or see what was going on. I mean, we are running a tight ship here with cyber security these days.
3: Oh, you know, I made sure that you had that little bit of air before we talked about it on the on the show today. So you Thank you.
0: It. Yeah. Um. So was it like a was there was is it was it like the Y two K thing like happening right now? No. Oh, with net, right?
1: <laughs> well, they said that the, the two clocks didn't sync or something was the GPS and it's, something
3: didn't sync. It's only ha- it's only hit a few people so far that I've seen in the industry. And, and honestly, it's, it's just pure laziness. And it goes back to the, the fix in the Y2K. Uh-huh. They just did a quick fix for two O, assuming two yeah. O was just going to be the year. Nobody really thought, oh, it's somebody else's problem in 20 years when you actually have two O twice. And so that was. Well, oh, 20 oh, It wasn't okay. being recognized. Yeah. So instead of. Whoa.
0: Was, Wait, so it was, a it's a real thing. thing. It thought yeah, it was 2000. It's a real thing. Well, the
3: the fix went from 1900s, right? That was the big Y2Ks. Yeah. We have 2000 now. What do we do? Because it only used two digits for the year. Yeah. So they said, hey, we'll just append it with a 20. Well, when it was looking for a 20, it didn't find any other year because 20, it was 20 and 20. So.
1: It's mm. just yeah, it's just lazy, lazy are gonna, coding. Are we going to see more of this sort of lazy no, I don't, coding? I don't, I don't so like, think the, so. okay, well, well that's it. you'll always see a little bit more lazy. coding. Yeah, <laughs> like spoiler! <alert>. Like everyone <laughs> yeah. thought, like twenty years late. Well, I was saying to Chad yeah. when we started the show that it's you know it, it's ironic but fitting that the trucking industry would have a Y two K bug come twenty years after yeah. the fact. But yeah, it, it's, well, it's nothing that
3: we're going to see a big
0: deal. So out. that seems to be what happened with the PeopleNet uh, situation and WW. What was it? WWE,
3: WWE, one of the uh, gaming systems oh. had, a, had a huge problem everybody went down as soon as midnight hit it was kind
0: of funny oh those poor gamers oh i know oh. The, the gamers the,
3: were all over it
0: man, um cheetos
3: were spilled spilled yes.
1: Died mountain Yeah. yeah well, sold so it all over. over so yeah. like,
0: but what happened with the ransomware situation with truck stop did, did you did you ever learn anything more about that uh, not specifically
3: exactly what happened but it's it's the same threat that we're always uh really careful of uh well you should be anywhere in it and what you were mentioned earlier with the two-step uh, a lot of companies didn't go to it because what protects you the most is what irritates you the most, mm. which is that additional level of security. you got to change your password. It's got to be long. It's got to have all those characters They got the, in start
0: it. asking for it more and, more and more.
3: More and more and more. And you got to do the two-step, which is going to send you a message to your phone and say, is this really you? And, you know, just to yeah. make sure you can log in. But unless you're doing those things, you risk stuff like ransomware. They can get into your system. And once they're in, it's really hard to get it out.
0: Wow. Yeah.
3: So, it, I mean, that's basically what happened is they, they were able to take control of the system and get access to their data and then lock them out. So if you can get in and change all the passcodes, you know, then you're, you're having to pay to get access back to your system and to your data. Why would they be so averse to,
1: because they called it malware at first, which is basically like saying you're sick. I mean, it's just, it's the most broad of term. diagnostics yeah. you can make on something. So why do you think it, it took them about a week to finally come out or four days or wherever it was to say, you know what, this really was a ransomware attack?
3: Well, I mean, it's hard to say exactly why. Maybe they weren't 100% sure exactly what it was. Maybe um, they hadn't been contacted or they didn't know how it got locked out. And and maybe they just, you know, didn't want to say exactly what happened until, you know, they were ready for people to know. Uh, It's kind of up to them. But, yeah, yeah, I'm glad they they did come out and explain exactly what it was. Uh, Not just to let people know what happened, but, I mean, they're taking ownership. There's a lot of people and a lot of companies that won't. You know, it's constantly pointing fingers. But they came out, they took ownership of what happened, and I'm sure they've corrected it.
0: Well, what are we more vulnerable than ever? now I mean, with things getting more sophisticated, I, I just feel like cyber secu- We're having to invest more and more and more into cybersecurity with uh, just with with people who are just intent on breaking through. Well, I mean, they're just are they are they are we just at the uh, our privacy and our data? Is it just eventually going to be apprehended? Yeah,
3: I mean, of course, uh, every new application yeah. comes with a new hack, comes with a new virus. It's just part of it. I mean, the more. For example, when when cars become more and more controlled by a computer system, that's when you really start to get into a lot of fear. You know, naturally, you don't want anybody to hack into your computer, but I'd much prefer to know that my car wasn't going to be taken over and drive me off a cliff. So... Uh, it's it's something that we have to be watching for and spending just as much time to prevent any kind of malicious attacks as we do to build great new software. Yeah, it's wow. going to be an ongoing thing. It's not going to go away.
1: And courts and companies don't really care. Like Zappos, they had a big data leak that happened all the way in 2012. By the time it got resolved was last year and they sent me a coupon for like 5% off. Right. Like it's part of the class. Like, <laughs> you probably got one of those too, right? Yeah. It was like a slap in the face. You'd get a better coupon just by giving your email address to be on like a mailing list. It's like that so they can lose your data again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come back in and give us yes. more information. Yeah. Sorry, we fixed it. Yeah, yeah. We do talk about like privacy being such an issue, but in the end, we don't really care. We share it all over the place. Con- yeah. yeah. I mean, you,
3: you don't want anybody to know anything about you, but everything about you is already on Facebook. And what about yes, IoT? Crazy. Like IoT, yeah. we, we were, we've
1: been hearing that that is now a great entry point for a lot of people who want to get within networks because nobody changes the password when they put a bunch of TVs in their office or uh, security cameras or all kinds of
3: things. Is that is that a vulnerability? Oh, absolutely! It's for the exact reason that you said. So you take a take an office like the one right next door. You got twenty or thirty TVs over there. You got to put them all online. Well, it's really irritating to have to go and change that password all yeah. the time. It's just a step that you have to do. Like I said, the the only thing that protects you are the things that also irritate you, and that's just the due diligence, the extra time, uh, and just really staying focused on making sure your security set and and really they should be on a completely separate network if you do it right, anyway. So mm. even if you don't change those and somebody's able to log in, they can't really do anything. On that particular network, which is which is the way I prefer to keep everything locked down. Smart man. Are, we, are
0: we ever going to be beyond passwords?
3: I don't know. It makes you wonder. I mean, look at what they've done with the you know the iPhone and and several of the Android devices are all facial recognition or thumbprint. You know, so you don't have to type the password in again. Yeah. Uh, those things are great. Uh, we'll. I mean, they'll eventually be hacks for that too. <laughs> it's just of wait and see how that happens but yeah i mean i see more and more technology advancing to where it's going to be the voice recognition the facial recognition straight down to eyes i mean the the more that cameras become uh higher quality and higher resolution the easier it's going to be for those technologies to kind of take over and get you away from passwords to some degree but you're always going to have big networks that don't function that way it's your iot that's going to be very personal to you that Mm -hmm. can help save some of that time and make them more secure well, thanks, wow. Ken. Yeah, we're
0: Well, thanks. Good. There's yeah. some good takeaways. Yeah, Appreciate your time helping right. to keep us a little safe. Guys, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Ken Smith, cool. ladies and gentlemen. And that, that people in that thing, it just sounds like a
1: firmware update
3: people have to do. To, it's it's usually. It's really quick. I mean, yeah. even the gaming system was right back up in uh, like an hour or two. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's
1: one quick. of those things a developer realizes once they, like, it's not like a ransomware. Once they realize, they're like, oh, I just got to put yeah, a new I just got to fix it. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's real quick. All right, real guys,
1: real that's all you got to do. Do that firmware update and you'll be back up and running.
0: things that irritate you are what you want to do. So maybe that we should make him not so irritated. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> One uh, of these days. All right. We got Kevin you. Hill up next. He's going to play a little you, earnings Ke- over Ken. under.
1: Since so it's the beginning of the year, we have to, uh, we're kind of looking at the consensus EPS this time since we don't actually know the earnings per share yet. He's right over here. Come on in. Here he is. Hill. <laughs> Play a little earnings over under. So we're going to be guessing consensuses because, as you know, you do great quarter, guys. There really aren't that many earnings out right now, especially ones that would be of any interest whatsoever to people like us.
4: You exactly right. <laughs> it's a slow season. We're going to gear up here in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, so you when know, it kicks off. And- I'm sure you're very up to date on everything that you need to know for this segment. You're it's like playing against a wall. I rarely win, although you won I last did, time. I snuck snuck it by you last time. Let's see how we do this time. What do you got up your bag of tricks, Dooner?
1: All right, so earnings over under. So usually they would guess. We would talk about what the consensus is, and then you would guess what the actual outcome was, but. Since this is the kickoff of the year, we're going to talk about some transportation ones, maybe one or two other that are not from there. And you'll guess we'll start off with Chad. Okay. Privos. All right. PAM Transport. Pretty. What, do you know what PAM
4: stands for, by the way? Bonus point? Oh, I remember. Uh, it's, it's someone's initials. Pretty it's awesome,
1: a, man. Pretty awesome, man. No, I know. Uh Pretty awesome mileage? I don't know. Isn't it? So, uh, the, if you look the Wikipedia, name? there's two different ones. Yes, I, yeah. there's the founder's name, but then it's it, I think it also says like pretty awesome mileage. I, I think so, yeah. Okay, pretty awesome mileage. Great radio. Pam Transport right. Consensus View. Okay, last year, last year at this time, their earnings per share were a dollar seventy one. 71. So, what do you think their consensus EPS will be this year? Over under a dollar seventy one?
0: Uh, I will say. Uh, Hey can are you are you looking I, I'm not No I'm not looking I
4: I'm not <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say invisible link I can't take my... Ohio under under You're going to say under okay I'm going to say over No o- I'm going to say over What Okay all right just <laughs> you know I'm nice going okay, to say over too because GM strike has ended Okay All right well you shouldn't followed the loser
0: I guess not Under it
1: was There are their consensus earnings for shares dollar 36 this year so people think they're going to make but you think they'll go over $1. 36 I think they will, yeah. Okay, so you think they're going to beat earnings? I, are, I do, yes. Hmm. Now, when they do a consensus like that, that's not the company itself doing it, but it's guidance. Is it based on guidance? It's, it's all, all the out?
4: analysts. So so basically, if there's 10 analysts uh, covering the, the, the company, yeah. then they, they, they 10 take kind of in the-, the room. 10, analysts, yeah, <laughs> 10 analysts in the room. Uh, they, they check the consensus forecast of that. So I don't know yeah. if it's a straight average, but it's it's some hmm. some- Mathematical formula. All right, and you think they that. and you oh, think
1: yeah. they beat a dollar thirty six because that strike is over, and you think that like,
4: I yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think it, Pam is a, a very well run company. All right, and uh, that they, they had some some issues last year with the, the the strike, the GM strike, because they're they're heavy into automotive, but that is in the rear view window, and I think twenty nineteen or twenty twenty will be a better mm-hmm. year. Twenty nineteen or. I guess these are fourth quarter numbers, though, right? I guess, yeah, it, could, so they, it would be. Are. Yeah, so, it so it would be. What are you uh, heavy into? So well, what are you heavy into? What am I heavy into? Yeah, no, like, no, I'm just quit. kidding. No, <laughs> Does, are <laughs> they
0: still heavy into automotive, or did they did they just shift their direction, or are they getting in getting into something completely different? Oh no, there's
4: there's still still heavy heavy into. in automotive, cross border in and out of Mexico, the yeah. manufacturing plants down there. So, oh, all right, guys.
1: Yeah. Csx Kevin Hill starting out with you. Cxs Corporation consensus earnings per share. Is it over or under last year's a dollar and one cent
4: for the fourth quarter? Yes, under.
1: Okay,
0: um, over. Should have listened to him. No, their consensus
1: earnings per share will be ninety nine cents. So I guess we can make a prediction now. Though, do you they're think they're going to beat they, it? You think they're going to beat it? Yeah, they're yeah. going to beat it.
4: I, I think they will too.
1: You know, there was that article yeah. that I think it was uh, was it Mike Budenstel, or it might have been Jonah Marsh. They put out an article yeah. talking about how. No matter really how freight has gone, the rail, the rail,
4: uh, companies are always beating their their their. Oh yeah, the, the, I think volumes are down like eight nine percent. I saw a rail report come out this morning. Uh, I think year over year right now is down nine percent, but with PSR and cutting costs, yeah, uh, that they, they always beat their earnings. I so guess there's only a couple and, companies It's not really that hard to, uh, to take a it, couple rail cars.
1: You can really control capacity. You can literally oh, take yeah. rail cars in and out of service.
0: And that's why they can always end every quarter by saying. Quarter Great guys. quarter guys. Great quarter guys. Right?
4: Great quarter guys.
0: All right. We know these
1: guys very well. JB Hahn earnings per share sure, just made a big acquisition. Yeah. Right, yeah. But this is 2019. So uh, last year they were seventy seven. Do you think it's earnings per share? Has them at seventy seven or higher, Chad? Higher. Higher. I'm going to
4: go with lower. Smart move. Smart move. $1.57. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. destroying me. Yeah. But again, do you think they beat it? I think they beat it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it I think
1: so I, I, think, I think
0: I think they beat it good
1: yeah. okay that well let's whip it they would whip it good <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you would oh that's true do you agree with that as well they're gonna beat that dollar 57 yeah yeah why not they're, of course they're well a well-run run. company yeah Shelly's very intelligent right yeah. yeah they got 360 they got great products and now they're building yeah. out that final mile network because they got to compete with uh, the XBOs and now Amazon's of the world exactly right bum. bum, bum all right Norfolk Southern corporation and you know what if, if it's I was Norfolk looking, Norfolk Southern Norfolk. I was looking out my uh, my window at my apartment, and their trains run right That's through right. my backyard, right yeah. behind that uh, Walmart signal mill.
0: Oh yeah, and right in front of that Walmart. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they yeah. do, they, right, do. Right, they do. Actual trains
4: run run on oh, that track. Yeah, actually, yeah, really,
0: actual, I, I've never real heard of train. No, they're yeah. real. Yeah, they go past
1: Montessori here. Really? Yeah. They go. Yeah, they run all along that track. Go right oh, behind my yes. house. You can. So I, I live ride. over
4: there too, and I, I've never heard a train. You, you just gotta look out for it. They're, they don't make a sound There's a
0: whole huge hump yard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh my gosh. You yeah. See I don't them. Know. Yeah. They're, they're, it's the real life trade tracks. Well,
1: <laughs> they oh, I, I know they're walking with your headphones on, Kevin Hill. That could be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad. Two dollars and uh, fifty-seven cents was the uh, was last year's. For, so, for for who? For you.
0: Okay. Norfolk Southern. Norfolk oh, Southern. Not Norfolk. Yeah. Did no, you forget who we're talking? I did. I did. Uh, Two fifty-seven. Will yes. they beat it? Yes. Over body blow.
1: Okay. Not a chance. Yeah, it's two thirty-four. Uh, Smart go. man, Chad. You've just been uh, decimated, dominated. He's director of I yeah, know you that, should be. Boy, you should lose this one. All right, but so la last one, just for fun. Uh, but why will why will it be? Just because they know how to temper expectations, or
4: you know, I I I think um I, I think they they know how to temper expectations. The roaders <laughs> are very good at that. Yeah, right. They're, they're very good that they, they know how to cut costs. Yeah, so they always beat their earnings. Because you always want to beat, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course. You always do. Yeah. yeah.
1: Netflix, you guys have a Netflix account. Disney Plus came out. Oh yeah, may have cut into this one. But mm-hmm. so last year was thirty cents earnings per share. Not a, not not, a, not amazing, right? If you have some Netflix stock, you only get 30, 30 per share. But uh, what do you uh, what do you? I think this is Chad. Chad, what do you think? Thirty? Uh, do you think the consensus will be above or below thirty cents?
0: I think it's a competitive marketplace getting tougher all the time. I'll I'll take under on this one.
4: Okay. I'll go over because they're all about growth. Yeah. All the analysts expect growth, so growth should be above the, the, the mark of 30 cents of, of last quarter.
1: Smart man, so you're thinking there would be a lot more stories if it was going to be under that. There'd be a lot more stories There's about how be, Netflix yeah. just didn't do well in the, in the the quarter at all. You know, Chad, you should read a little bit more like this gentleman <laughs> does, because he was right. It was 52 man. cents is consensus. Do you wow, think they it beat it, over. though?
4: Uh, no, I, think, uh, I don't think they do.
1: I think they're going to have a harder, as time goes on, as as these things get diversified. Oh, yeah. And if you look at their catalog, I think that they have like, they just put out, it was like 50% fewer movies than they did even two years ago. I was going to say,
0: I, I took like a couple of, two or three months where I just didn't look at my Netflix account. I came back to mm-hmm. it and I was kind of disappointed that I hadn't missed much. No, you I, know, this is-
4: Yeah, I think they're putting a lot of uh, capital into producing and, and distributing yeah. movies, so that's going to tie up uh type some of their money and and basically hurt but is the it, bottom line numbers. Is as
1: it, as it worth thirteen know. bucks to get like a, a documentary or two a month? I tend to just watch the documentaries on there like um Don't F with Cats was a really interesting one about I've heard that. did you see that one? I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. The only thing that and I, this isn't I don't want to give a spoiler about it, but the whole premise is kind of invalidated at the end. Oh really? Yeah. What it's like why are they focused on this group so much when like Police work, just I don't know. I I guess I just spoiled. I think the you did. I, I think just spoiled so. it. No, you, wow. no it goes a whole bunch of weird it. and dark places. But you know what? If you if you love like if you love animals, one thing like I almost turned it off a couple of times because it doesn't show. So this guy on the internet, he was killing cats, right? And then yeah. like oh. they're not like get outraged and they started focusing and trying to hunt this guy down. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So and then uh, he well, I don't want to give it away, but so. Yeah, Either way, but it, you can hear the sounds of it. Like, he put them in a vacuum-like bag and, and sucks the air out of it, and you can hear that happening. So oh, it's a oh, little—that's yeah, even worse, okay. yeah. See, no, I'm I really— I, I, I
4: can't watch people killing pets. Yeah. yeah. Or, or I can't even watch people talking about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, did, Kevin— Did they catch the guy?
1: Yeah, he's in jail now. Well, well now you was, just really spoiled oh, yeah, it. I did, I did, but there's a like right. thing he does. He just goes darker than just cats, Kevin. All right. All right. Well, wow. let's end let on a good note. That was Great good. good news. Bad news. That was yeah. our team today. We'll see you
0: guys later. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Man, did he thrash me that time? Yeah. That was. Uh, that wow. was. That was not a. Um. That was.
1: That was not a perfect one for you.
0: All right, man. It was new- a perfect zero, I think. It was a
1: perfect zero. So, uh, new segment though. We got a little.
0: happening here. I
3: uh,
0: have bad news and good news. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, I like the way it ended. Oh, well,
1: d- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was very happy music, but it seemed like there was a lot of
0: uh. uh yeah, that was yeah. crazy.
1: Uh, well, that's my new—that's nice my three-year-old's new thing. He just keeps going like, I got, I got bad news and I got good news. And I'm like, all right, give me the good well, news first. I love
0: first. it, keeping it real.
1: Yeah, he's—he's he's got uh, I do don't know. Our children—they inspire us. So here's my first one. Good news, bad news. So good news, federal judge blocks AB5 enforcement in California. The bad news is that it's preliminary pending a final resolution of the lawsuit brought by the CTA, Weston Labar, the executive director of the Harbor Trucking Association and a close friend of John Kingston, maybe. I don't know. He said he was going to be talking to him soon, didn't he? Which is closely aligned with the CTA, described it as a minor victory, but said he hoped it was one step toward a fruitful victory in the CTA's fight against AB5, Labar called the restraining order a really good sign. So he said, you know, it's a minor victory, but a good sign. It's extremely difficult to get a restraining order and a preliminary injunction, so it bodes well for the case. So AB5 seemed like one of those laws that lawmakers put into place without really understanding the ramifications it could have in other industries and a lot of trucking so yeah. he just got very upset.
0: We talked about it all year last year. Uh, and uh, yeah, that is a good sign. Okay. Good news. Mm. A man successfully live stream going 100 miles an hour. Well, until good bad news. news? <laughs> he hit a guardrail and police say he was driving at nearly twice the speed limit. So he's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That was just a fun one.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, what was the good it's, news about that? He just successfully connected to his live stream.
0: And was able to go 100 miles an hour. That sounds like a good time. That's yeah, was he fun.
1: able to get uh, his stream onto LinkedIn and YouTube? Because we sure weren't today. <laughs> uh, we are on Facebook. We got that going for I us. Hey, it, Facebook
0: guys! I, I think, think he's gone pretty it, viral. He was on a, right there. Hey, hey, there we are, there are Facebook people. Oh, there you are. Hi. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, give me give me another good news,
1: bad news. Okay. So here's the good news, right? You everyone loves it when they get their notification that their Amazon packages have been delivered, right? Oh yeah, right? But, good news. But the bad news is that your Amazon delivery driver stole your UPS package. Oh. So a victim surveillance camera on December 30th in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, he saw on a and ironic it would be if he had a ring video doorbell because Amazon owns those, but he <laughs> saw on a surveillance camera that the that someone came delivered the packages turned out to be an Amazon driver, but then they absconded. <laughs> With his UPS package. So the guy looked at his video review. They notified the police and charges will be filed upon identifying this Amazon driver. The Wilkes-Barre City Police Department wrote in a Facebook post on December 31st, though. I mean,
0: it was I, not hard to find him, I bad. Like who, who, who delivered the package? You know? Yeah, Amazon would know. Maybe they don't want to give that away, that info away. Well, they're protecting. that, that, him. that sounds not hard to figure out. All right. They know. See. Here we have, you know, Amazon. Good news. Trump and China are finalizing phase one of getting a trade deal done. Ooh. Yay. Yay. Good news. Bad news. Oh, phase two won't be coming out until a later date when Trump travels to China. And for now it's tariffs as usual.
1: And well, I mean, with the Iran thing too, it could be distracted in that direction. Yeah. Like maybe they, maybe it doesn't happen. Like, the The problem with this trade war thing is it's hard to like this is the biggest problem companies have and all the uncertainty we've had that even though a lot of these tariffs didn't even come through, people are canceling orders and all these things because companies need some stability. This is just it's kind of craziness. And hopefully this does get signed to give some stability to 2020 and set the tone for the decade. But if it's used for a leverage point or someone in politics gets upset again, either side, then then everything's right back up in the air, Chad.
0: That's right. And that's why it's bad news. All right, Chad, good news. Everybody likes this, right? You you preheat your
1: oven to 425. You know, you got to sit there waiting for 20 minutes just for that to happen. Then you put your pizza in there, right? That's the good news. Yeah, your pizza's ready, but the bad news is you accidentally cooked a snake with it. A family in North Carolina, they accidentally cooked a snake with their pizza in the oven. The father said, there ain't nothing good about finding a smoking steak with your pizza. <laughs> the mom said... They didn't eat the pizza. They went out. They went out for dinner. Would I, you have
0: ate the pizza? Maybe it depends. Have you like, ever ate a snake? Uh, huh. No, I've eaten gator though. Oh, do you think yeah. it tastes the same? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like chicken, a little gamier. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, but I was like I mean, how big was this snake? That's what I want to know. Must have been small. It was no,
1: like they showed it up. It was. It was they showed it on uh, in the article. It was, it was coiled up, but it, you know, because it it got dried out by being cooked.
0: Oh, poor snake. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, that was a pretty weird one. Good news! The Food and Drug Administration said it would bar the sale of fruit and mint-flavored e-cigarette cartridges, dealing a severe blow to one of the uh, industry's biggest players and placing more pressure on manufacturers, already facing a May 12th deadline for Federal products and the FDA said on Thursday it would block the sale of fruit and mint flavors in cartridge-based e-cigarettes, hmm. popular with young people, among who I have a young person who um, might like to. Like, you know, they're you all like juuling up a storm. They're all they're in they're they're pervasive in the high schools. I mean, they're, yeah, they're ubiquitous. But bad news: they wouldn't apply the restriction to tank vaping systems commonly found at vape shops.
1: Yeah, haven't heard this much about Juul since the nineties. I know. I remember so the right. scrambled eggs? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that sometimes she goes undercover and jewels at in non smoking bars? No, ah. she, she sings karaoke on stage at, at bars. Like uh, really, and then people are like, "Damn, that sounds a lot like Jewel," and but it is. It's like
0: whoa, That's but it is so hiding in clever. plain sight. Yeah, of her. She's also she was also um, a poet. She she like published some a book of, of poetry. So did Jim Morrison. Uh so, <laughs> and how and how far did that get him? To twenty seven Netflix.
1: Netflix has that documentary broken. We've talked about it many times, but one of them focuses on... Vaping and a lot of it is about this high school culture of kids jeweling. And like these bathrooms are like oh, opium yeah. dens, like p- kids are bringing like sleeping bags and pillows in there. It's like, so
0: easy, it's literally there's no smell, yeah. And like you could be vaping in, in class behind your teacher's back. We could be vaping right now. I mean, remember smoking in the boys' room, yeah, I mean, like that? It was like it, you were busted. Well, you yep, couldn't do that.
1: But back then, like everyone smoked though, so like you know, it's like if you don't smoke, someone comes in, they just smoked a cigarette, they just ripped a butt, and you're like. It, it's it's pretty obvious, but like yeah. back then in the like the seventies and eighties, people like smoked in their cars and uh you know oh yeah those station wagons with the wood paneling on the side, so you it would be harder to tell that a bathroom reeked of cigarette smoke as it would now. But now the jewels they have no
0: odor, like carbon monoxide of, and they're they're highly addictive and mm. more concentrated. So it was good news with some regulation on that on that industry, but then the bad news is there's a huge loophole. So well now we get
1: to hear from you. Rodeo. Yeah, Rodeo! Yeah! Yeehaw! All right. This was a comment. So these are comments from FreightWaves.com and people who watch these shows and then leave them here. This one was on the article, though. Outages hit people net ELDs. We talked about that in our headlines. We talked about it to Ken Smith about... Uh, what went on behind there turned out to be some sort of Y2K20 bug, right? It's crazy. Twenty years too late in this industry. Well, I guess we, a lot of times we did say we're, it was like we were in like the late 90s in terms of technology. and Maybe we finally just hit the 2000s in trucking. It's a whole trucking.
0: new world. It is.
1: It is. Uh, so 2000s in trucking. Noble one. No, he never leaves any comments. He writes, ELDs are unreliable. Abolish them. This is a matter of safety. LOL. Wink. In my humble opinion. I think he's being sarcastic. I think so. Wait, so does
0: he like ELDs or not? I think it was a little confusing. It was. Sarcasm and the exclamatory.
4: Anyway, Eli
0: Mm. says, I doubt they'll be going away anytime soon as they do serve a practical purpose. This is why we're allowed to run paper logs as a backup. There's definitely some bugs that need to be ironed out. With any electronic, there's always the possibility of an issue. Yeah. That's very reasonable. Very reasonable. We had an article about sleep apnea,
1: how sleep apnea causes trucking accidents. Stephen Graham, he wrote, I think sleep apnea is just a big money-making skim. I have been on mine for four years now and hasn't changed a thing. It's got something to do with the stock market and the way they figure the BMI is wrong. To get a true BMI, you have to be weighed in water or your neck doesn't have everything to do with it. Just another way to stick money out of your pocket. Wow. Wow. Like, selling witch trials, like putting the witch in the water... And if you float, you're a witch, sort of, with the BMI, though.
0: Right, okay. Kind of? Um, Man, that is, that is interesting. Sophie says, the only thing this law would accomplish is putting a lot of drivers out of work if they can't pass the test for sleep apnea. I worked for a company that did DOT physicals. I have seen too many drivers forced to quit driving because a nurse practitioner, physician assistant, or doctor who spent five minutes with the driver told them they didn't pass their physical and therefore they can't drive. If sleep apnea is uh, required for professional truck drivers, then it should be required for any and all licenses. It's not only truckers who have this problem. Putting Hmm. extra stress on them with the ELD crap doesn't help. Be safe and have a great New Year. Hopefully, it'll be better for truckers than last year. My husband is out sometimes for two months. I know we could use a better year. Talked
1: about that why weather. So much turnover. Health was a big issue.
0: Yeah, and and wait, and away time from families.
1: But I mean, they make a point. If you increase the net for the uh, the ease of diagnosis for something like sleep apnea, then the more people who are
0: going to have sleep apnea, right? Yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's a it's a fair point. I think. I mean, hmm. I mean, sleep apnea is a thing. I didn't think of it as a safety thing. I thought of it as just like a problem for your health.
1: Well, I guess like if you're... But if you're supposed to be driving that off and you're not getting the the proper sleep because you got the apnea... Yeah, Yeah, you're nodding off.
0: Yeah. All right,
1: uh, James Weed, he writes uh, exactly... Just another scheme to rip off the easiest industry to scam for money. Yeah, truck drivers are going to have sleep disorders due to ignorant HOS rules with no consideration of circadian rhythms. What is wrong with 12 and 12 and work and, that dr- and driving that schedule? Until appointments are made by the driver and driving is left to the person in the cab instead of the people behind the screen, it will never get better. Just more and more ludicrous.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Um, this is from the article uh, breaking. Federal judge temporarily blocks AB5 enforcement against California trucking. Uh, Alal Amrani um, writes. Simply put in my 44 years in USA observing how the federal and state governments including local so-called government administrative bodies is the whole system is becoming a real true dictatorship system hiding behind a smoke screen they call sovereignty
1: mm. etc. That was very poetic. The gear jammer he wrote a lot of the mischief setting in the industry reminds me of those crony regulation days. We worked our way around that BS2. Can't be for a hire if it's your freight. Just transporting it and selling it to the customer. That was a way around things years ago. We gotta figure out a way around this insurance crisis. Obamacare had everyone <laughs> up in arms, but government mandated car insurance? Not a peep. And costs have only increased. Oh, it's because all the new safety technology is expensive to repair? Cahoots! Oh, no. You've lost your magic wand. Next up is, oh, we need a fast-track autonomous regulations because we've driven out all the workers, a.k.a. driver shortage. Mm Mm-hmm. Imagine insurance costs on unproven autonomous. Only the self-insured can be the early adopters. Bottom line is a judge bought us some time For two weeks. But we can't just keep reacting. There is a lot we have control of. That's got to be the focus. 2020, the year of the American trucker hitting the jakes on
0: corruption. Wow. Say it, man. Then preach it. Uh, From the article, why is driver turnover in trucking so high? That we talked about. Earlier, Daryl says ultimately it comes down to respect, Mm -hmm. and carriers don't have it for drivers. The driver is just the mule that moves the cart, the company in this case. The conditions in which a driver has to endure from the company is the reason for the turnover and nothing else. For example, why do drivers get one day off for seven days out while anyone else who works gets two days off for for a week for five days of work? Why are drivers still paid CPM based on a regulation that goes back to 1933 instead of a reasonable salary? Why are drivers paid zip code to zip code or HHG miles when the technology today can easily route door to door and pay for every mile? Why are the first two, three, or four hours company-dependent free at a shipper receiver? Why does it take 24 to 48 hours of not being loaded to receive layover? Why do some companies only pay a hundred dollars or any low number for four to five days of orientation? They don't care. That's why companies will never take these questions into consideration. And we, the drivers let them treat us the way that this way and let them get away with it. Ultimately it's one or all of these reasons that a driver ultimately leaves their company. Forgive me if I missed one or two to there. These are just my questions I ask myself daily and reasons I leave a company when it is time.
1: Mark Zizliski wrote, This shortening of haul might work for drivers that want to be home more often, but for drivers who stay out for several weeks at a time, this trend is very frustrating and diminishes our earning potential. <laughs> if I could cherry pick, I would much prefer to stay out for an entire quarter and have no loads under 100,000 miles. <laughs> that, way I could use my paid, I that way I could use my paid vacation time for time at home and wouldn't need any unpaid time off. I think key to retaining drivers is to set up individual profiles and assigning loads according to driver preferences when available. This profile should include preferred work hours and preferred freight lanes. I think there would also be very positive response to a minimum guaranteed hourly pay rate for loads that are typically not worth the driver's time to run. The I-95 corridor north of Richmond, Virginia, all the way to Mill. Or Connecticut, or if a driver is stuck in a freeway closure for weather or accidents or
0: whatever. <laughs> All right. I don't know uh, who that was exactly. Um, but just, I don't know really uh, either. I got villainous. lost during a performance. Um, so uh, Earl P. Cray says, or writes... Seriously, because of 62-mile-per-hour trucks, shippers and receivers taking their time to load right. and unload, length of hauls, they're just starters. I've been trucking since 1984. Luckily, most of my career was local driving. Sorry, but OTR sucks. Mm. I can't wait to put this career behind me. Part-time, I think, is best. You can pick your days and times.
1: All right. Uh, gee, he says, pay sucks, regulation sucks, and most of the money is stolen from the upper middle management brokers and Truck stops that have never, ever touched a steering wheel or been on the dock, or for that matter, been on the road to experience the bull most drivers have to deal with. I could show you some ways to change all this, but of course, business as usual, no one cares to listen. Signed, uh, only 45 years behind the wheel. (laughs) Well, we're listening, Yeah, gee. Gee, a lot of and, bad things, but, you know, he's like, gee, thanks. Gee, thanks for nothing.
0: Yeah, well, we're listening, and we are documenting the issues, and, hey, let's do something about it. Yeah, well, uh, great week. A whole new year, so
1: we'll be back on Monday. I think we're at, uh, are we a special time? I think we're on, like, 2, 2.30 or something on Monday. A little earlier. Yeah, hopefully get yeah. those other streams fixed on the, uh, the LinkedIn, the YouTube. Sorry for you people who try to listen that way. Um, I imagine we'll upload after the fact. Uh, yeah. You can follow him on Twitter, at Chad Prevost. You can follow me, at Timothy Dooner. Tune into radio this weekend series XM's Road Dog Trucking Channel, one forty-six, three to five PM. We'll be talking about all sorts of issues and taking your calls. Uh, go to Freightcast. Subscribe to Freightcast for all the podcasts, everything we put out. Download the FreightWays TV app. Watch all our shows and all that kind of good stuff. Let's hit the closing mission on the bell. Get us out of there. <laughs> Little cavo for 2020. Great to have you. Happy New Year, everybody. Little cavo for anyone who might be in harm's way in the Middle East, our troops, anybody like that. Everybody get home safe. What's your good news and your bad news? American citizens stuck out there. I know they put a warning out. Bring it back. You've been listening to One the
0: Truck. Little cowbell for the rain out here. It's raining in
1: Chattanooga. By the way, you like, know, some part of Chattanooga, you a temperate rainforest. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. quite amazing. You probably didn't know that about Chattanooga, did you? A lot of railroads and a temperate rainforest,
0: like a train through the jungle of your mind in a heart of darkness. Apocalypse Now. Wow. Thank you. Bye.